0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host. And of course, today, like always, I want to thank you for being here. It's very important to me to start every single episode of this show by thanking you for being here. Because number one, I know that our time is our most precious resource, and I know how valuable your time is. So the fact that you're spending it listening to this show you know, there's millions of other options and podcasts out there. There's millions of other things that you could and maybe should be doing, but you've chosen to tune in. And that means a lot to me. The fact that you you are tuned in, ready to learn in an effort to be a better man, better husband, better father. That means so much to me. And that's so exciting. And my goal is to give you the best return on your time as I possibly can. So I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for your intention I hope that you do get what you are looking for in this show, in this episode in particular. Well, my goal is, is to give you the best return on your time and attention as I possibly can so that you walk away from this. When you take your headphones out, you've got something that you can use to be a better man, better husband, better father. And I think today's conversation with today's guest is going to give you just that. So thank you for being here. And if you are enjoying these these episodes, if you're enjoying these conversations, if you're enjoying tuning in and you feel like there, there's, there's a value being provided and you want to support the show, the best thing that you can do is subscribe to the show, number one. And number two, leave a rating and review. So if you haven't done those two things, please do it. That means the world to me. And if you've already done it, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Like I said, just means the world to me. So, what we have today is a full-length conversation with a phenomenal guest. This format of the show is what is what we've really built the show on. What we've built the program on is is conversations with guys that we all know and love and respect and look up to for what they do pro- uh, professionally. But then we get this awesome glimpse behind the curtain of who they are as men, as husbands, as fathers in their day-to-day lives with their kids and their wives and the things that they they struggle with and the things that they do well at and the things that they can help us with. We get to talk to them in detail about that. So that's what we've got today. And today's guest is none other than the Brian Nabavi. So Brian is best known as an entrepreneur. He is the founder of the Till You Collapse clothing brand. He's also the host of the Till You Collapse podcast, he is a mindset business and fitness coach and he does a lot more in business as well. I know he has a very successful CBD brand and he's an investor in multiple other businesses as well. And and all this, this success that he's achieved and, and he's had a lot. If you follow him on Instagram, you see the cars and the houses and everything. You know he's doing well. But you know, all of the success he's achieved, it really comes as an extension of being a great husband and a great dad at home. And he's known by his peers as such. like He's known as, as this, as a great husband, as a great father. And I really enjoy following Brian because of this. He has the business. He has the success. He has the cars. like He's got all of that. So if that's what you're into, you'll really love following him. But when you listen to him speak, it's apparent. It's very apparent that it's his family that he's the most proud of. That means the most to him. One other thing that I really appreciate about Brian, it's something that he's actually become known for on social media. It's become a bit of a slogan for him, uh, but it's this this tagline that he's got now, and it is "Put your cart back." Put your cart back. Like if you follow him on social media, then you know he's always preaching about just being a decent human being. Like when you go to the grocery store. And you unload your car. Put your cart back when you're done with it. And I love this. I'll echo that message all day long. Put your cart back. Be a decent human. Come on now. But in all seriousness, Brian is a great dude. And it was really cool to mix it up with him here. I know you'll enjoy this one. I learned a lot myself. I took a bunch of notes. So here we go. Here's my conversation with the Brian Nabavi. Hi, fellas. We are back today. We are live with... Brian Nabavi, he is the founder of Till You Collapse Apparel Company. Till you, he's the host of the Till You Collapse uh, podcast, and he's just an all-around awesome dude. He's a fun follow. I've gotten to learn from him uh, from a distance for a little bit, and super excited to get the opportunity to connect with him today. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Glad to have All you man. on here, brother.
1: Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Appreciate. Yes.
0: The yeah, man. Um. So take take us back if you don't mind. I want to give everybody who maybe doesn't know you super well or doesn't know you yet. If you can go back in time, let's go all the way back, man. Let's give everybody a full picture. Can you tell us a little okay. bit about your childhood? Tell us a little wow. bit about your upbringing, how you were raised, okay. and uh, you can take that wherever you want to go yeah. with it.
1: Okay. My childhood, I mean, uh, my parents were divorced at a pretty young age. I was about two. So uh, my, my, my childhood, you know, is from a split, split family. Uh, my dad is an immigrant from Iran he's, he's Persian. Um, so he came over here in the seventies, uh, with barely any money, not knowing anybody, barely speaking this English, any, any, this, this language and my mom. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, uh, it was rough having a split household because my parents are very different. My dad is very old school, middle Eastern, very strict, very no, no, no nonsense. Um, and, you know, my mom is different. So, you know, growing up, I was uh, overweight, which definitely was one of the things that has led to my passion of fitness. And 12, 13 years old, um, I taught myself to work out. So I just, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia of bodybuilding, the big ass 800 page book. Oh yeah. Uh, this was before, you know, I'm 40. So back when I was 13, 12, it was back in the olden days. I mean, really not that <laughs> old. But compared to the way things are now, it's, it's very different. Um, so, you know, there's no social media, no, no YouTube, none of that shit. So um, I just took it upon myself, you know, at that age, you know, I knew that I wanted to be in shape. I knew that I wanted to get girls. I knew I wasn't happy with myself. So I fucking took charge and I changed it, you know, and that's, that's kind of a little glimpse of who I am and what I do and everything I do, even at that age. Right. Yeah. Um, so I read that book and I remember I had my mom, I got a few pair of dumbbells and I just started working out of my room and, and then I started in the gym and, from 13 to you know 16 17 totally transformed my body throughout high school and and by by the difference between my freshman and senior year I was totally looked different and felt different and the confidence that came from it yeah. and kind of my uh, passion for fitness stemmed from there you know
0: yeah so when you were getting into fitness were you um were you like the insecure you said you were a little overweight were you like the insecure chubby kid trying to get away from that or did were you really energized and oh, just pursued sure. by fitness I know, itself? Sure
1: I was definitely insecure. I was definitely, I'm more of an introvert. You wouldn't be able to tell that now, you know, because I'm <laughs> work to be how I am, you know. It's definitely against my natural nature. You know, I was definitely an introvert. I was definitely shy. It's kind of funny because with my sons, you know, I am who, how I am now and I, I know how being outgoing and a personality and the doors can kind of open. And because I've been on both sides and I know how my life's been being those two different kinds of people. And my oldest son- he has all opportunities in the world he's very much like i was back then you know so he's, yeah. it's funny cuz he's just like i was i see a lot of the old me in him as far as personality wise i mean he's he looks like a bodybuilder physically he's nothing like i was at 15 years old <laughs> he's but, a monster uh,
0: i've seen seen you yeah. post the pictures yeah.
1: um but uh, my younger son is funny he's 10 and he's like a, a lot like i am now so it's like his personality he's <laughs> outgoing he's very so it's funny cuz i got the different dynamics But uh, no, I definitely wasn't. Yeah, I was more of an introvert. I was more shy, insecure, and definitely fitness made me confident. Fitness helped me change. And then like, you know, through, through time, I've become more, uh, you know, outgoing and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I wanted to, uh, that's what I was going to ask you is where where the confidence has come from, if it's something that's learned, if that's, if that's really from fitness. And, you know, that's something I, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. It's definitely confidence is definitely, you know, there's, you see different kids and different kids have different confidence levels. And it's funny because even my kids, four kids coming from the same household, same parents, they all have different confidence levels, even from a young age. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely every kid has a different personality. And even coming from the same people, you would expect the same personality, but no, it's different. Everyone's different kind of from the core, which is kind of crazy to me. Right. And it's, it's real. Definitely their upbringing kind of helps mold who they are, but who they are, when they're born is who they are, which is kind of wild and confidence comes from doing action, doing things, um, you know, challenging yourself and getting those small wins and you kind of build up your own confidence, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's spot on, you know, similarly, I've found confidence in in my life through, through fitness. I was first born kid, probably similar to your son. I'm just like my oldest son, like a little bit more timid naturally, just, that's just been my disposition. So kind of having to grow through that um and find avenues to grow confidence. And to your point, it, it does come from doing that's something I'm working through now. I'm 31 years old and it's something I'm becoming more conscious of watching my son. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I see things in him and I'm like, oh, I can relate to that. Oh, I need to teach him. And then how yeah. the heck am I going to teach him? I maybe I need to model something different.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, and I'm hard on him. Uh I, mean, I'm, I'm, I challenge my kids. I'm very communicated. I communicate with them a lot, I'm very open with them. Um, and I just want the best from them. Like all of us as parents, we want the best for our kids. We don't want them to make mm-hmm. the same mistakes we have, but at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do, you know, and, and you yeah. can, and i found, you know, the harder I push the kind of more they pull away. So I want to struggle for me because I'm so hard headed and I'm very big personality. I'm a very much an alpha. So, um, you know, but here's the thing. Like I said, my son, I started training him at 12 years old. You know, I didn't have, my father didn't work out. No one in my household worked out. So I took mm-hmm. that in charge of myself. And in turn, that was one of the biggest, most exciting things I had as a father is, you know, I wanted to have a son. I wanted to work out with him. I want that experience. And I work out with my daughters now too. And that's amazing as well. But just keep yeah. it real. The father, we all want to carry our name along. We all want the son and daughter. And the dynamics are totally different. I'm so glad I have both, you know. But um, I remember I was 12 years old, started training with him, Nice, 15 and a half and hes looks like a man. I mean you <laughs> know he's, he has that work ethic and that mindset. I mean he he want he asks me to work out at five in the morning during football season because he can't work out other than that. He goes to school all day. he'll literally come to the at five in the morning, work out go to school, go to football practice all day. At that age, that's not normal for kids to have that kind of discipline and work ethic at that age. And then in turn, he'll play a football game. He'll play all game, offense and defense, literally two hours of playing after a day of school football and then want to come to the gym at 10 p.m. So that is something that's learned. He, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have learned that if I didn't kind of nudge him along and push him to get into working out. And then he's been getting, the he, he worked out, he gets the results from it. And he learns, I put in the work get results right and that's something priceless that you, you know you want to teach your kids but you know we have to as fathers kind of nudge them along sometimes because if I didn't do that he may have never worked out a lot of these kids at a school never worked out because their parents haven't nudged them to do that kind of thing and I I talk about all the time fitness is really the cornerstone of everything your mindset everything you know so
0: I'm guessing you didn't even have to really push him to get started at 12 like my guess no. would be he watched you from you yeah, know exactly. all the years you know,
1: yeah. you know exactly yeah so obviously if you're like you want to be the example and lead by mm-hmm. example and everything you do so he definitely watched me and um like I said I'll, I never force my kids to do anything they don't want like I said I definitely try to challenge them to try new things I've all played so many different sports and you know if they don't like something I'm not that bad that like you know you see it forces them to do something or like you know that's never – you're never going to – it's never going to be a good result from forcing your kid to do something like they don't want to do, right? So yep. I'm, I'm grateful that he took to it and he loves it, you know, and all my kids so far have. So, But, you know, when you're the example and they see you doing something every day, they want to they do that. Bad and good, mm-hmm. right? And That's why yep. as parents and fathers, it really matters what you do and you don't realize they're watching everything you do, how you talk, how you carry yourself, everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's – you know it's funny i'm I'm, my oldest is six and so i'm really i'm figuring this out in real time man i'm i'm trying to figure it out and it it, this has become a tagline from the show and it's just lead from the front because it's the only way to really teach our kids that's from what i found i could tell them a hundred times in a row to do one thing they're not gonna do it unless they see me do it and even if they do it's, there's going to be there's a dissonance there between what i'm saying and what i'm doing and their kids are smart man yeah, they, they they pick are. up on that kind of stuff and i could see sometimes every once in a while i'll 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 slip and i'll say something instead of showing on my six-year-old just look at me like yeah i got you i see you, yeah. you you're messing with me a little bit right now you know six
1: is, a fun age. six is my youngest is six um six is a fun age so you have six and what else one we got
0: We got four, so we've got six. Yeah, we got we got four under six. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. dude, we've got six a six year old son, a four year old son, and then we just adopted twin newborns, and they're about four months old now. So boy, girl on the twins. So I got a I got a daughter down there at the bottom.
1: That's cool. Also, three boys and a daughter. Yeah, you guys adopted. That's neat. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, man, hell of a ride. Uh, We 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 were working on it for it. The all in the process was just under two years, but man, heck of heck of a ride! We actually just finalized our adoption last week, so That's it's awesome. uh, it's it's really come full circle, and Congrats. now now we're just gotta figure out how to raise four kids.
1: Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. the thing I always say is like you're never gonna be ready. Like with anything in life, in business, in in relationships, and fitness, and parenthood, you know, human nature is because people are scared. So they they're scared of what they don't know. They're scared of failing they're so scared that they want to know everything they want everything to be perfect they want everything to be lined up and and it's never going to be like that and the the fear the paralyzing fear from that causes so many people to not do things even have kids start businesses you know try something new and 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 one thing for me is i just i just take action and try something even if i have no damn clue how to do it i just figure it out i jump in figure it out and you learn as you go, experience and then you do. When I started the business, everything—it's just—it's just how I do things, and and um, taking action and doing is always better than not doing anything in any situation, right? Yeah. So that's a
0: that's a scary lesson to learn. Yeah. That's a okay. scary lesson to learn, man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and not many people can ever get over it, and that's yeah. fine because, you know. It's, it's less competition for me honestly <laughs> And there's there's you know there's you know there's very few people even you starting this podcast you know uh not many people do that with social media putting their face on social media talking about things that they believe in um because they worry about what people think of them you know mm-hmm. uh what do you do for work now do you still do the same thing or right? i didn't ask you,
0: you yeah know? so this is uh this is the part-time project right now i'm 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 building my uh I don't know if you want to call it the the escape route or the or yeah. the business on the side I, I haven't figured out exactly what the long-term plan is, but this is something yeah. that's brought me a ton of energy and uh, you know I was telling you before wanting to just pass along the learnings that I've found and um selfishly nobody's learned more on this podcast than me but yeah. the goal the goal at some point will be to turn this into a business that can sustain our family nice yeah, yeah so these things we're talking about right now like You know, taking the step, taking the leap, acting in faith. That's kind of in the process, I guess, at the top of that cliff right now.
1: And you're just doing this. And then as far as like paying the bills, you have a job on the side you do to pay the bills. What do you do?
0: Yeah, I got like a corporate America job, basically. So I'm an accountant. It's a great job, you know, as far as it's stable and, uh, you know, pays the bills.
1: I do. And the thing is, is that's what most people do. They have their nine to five gig. They pay the bills and that's it. And then, you know, I talk about all the time. There's so much fucking time in the week. It's crazy. Like if you work nine to five, 40 hours a week, that's nothing. There's like 168 hours in a week. Like do the math. That's that's one fourth, less than that of your time working. What are you doing with all that other time? You know what I mean? It's just like, and everybody complains about wanting more, being in their situation, but like, you have all the time in the world, really? Like that excuse I don't have time is such the fucking biggest crock of shit. And I, you know, when I, I used to love it too. I used to love you know when I was in the sales and in the gym industry. I used to have people try to give me that objection, like they don't have time to work out. And I used to just break it down and they were like, they had nothing to say because they have plenty of time. They just late. <laughs> they don't want you know what I mean? They don't they don't want to make time for certain things. You know, everyone has certain things they make time for and certain things the things they don't want to do, typically uncomfortable things or things that really you don't want to do, they never have time for those things, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. And there's nothing has taught me that lesson more than having kids. And like you have your first and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. We have no time to do anything. And then you have another kid and you're like, oh, wow, now we're now we're really busy. One kid would be easy now. And my wife had been saying now we've got four. And we're like, oh, my gosh, if my two older ones go to see their grandparents and we've just got the babies for a day, it feels like a vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like your capacity. The more you're able to take on your capacity expands. Oh yeah, and that's I'm definitely in the stretch period right now, getting stretched out. Yeah, you
1: figure it out, and you become much more efficient. Uh, you know, at everything you do, urgency and efficiency. I mean, you can get a lot more done in the same time. And as you grow, you figure out how to do more in the same time allotted, right? And like people Mm -hmm. talk about all the time, like Mm -hmm. I get these young guys that are single or have no kids, no wife, and they have all the time in the world, and they're complaining about not having time. I'm like, dude. I have three businesses. I have four kids in multiple sports, yeah. Each kid, two plus sports, multiple. That's couples. a lot. I still work out two, three times a day. I, I you know, I, I figure out how to do all that. in a lot of time I get, you know, not the most sleep, six, seven hours of sleep a day, but still enough. I mean, how do I do it? I do it because there's no other option, You know, what I mean? so <laughs> it's like, no option. So, you know, it's just, um, and it all comes to mental. It's all in your head. Um, it's what you believe mental toughness you know there's a lot a lot of weak weak weak-minded people and if you're weak-minded you're not going to be strong physically so it all it all comes down from it all goes downhill you know what i mean so the mind the body you get strong with both of those and really there's nothing you can't do
0: right i found it's um just if you're able to be really just objectively honest and just audit your time and you'll look and you'll see okay well I spent two hours watching Netflix. I spent an hour. I I mean, quick exercise for anybody. Pull up your screen time report on your cell phone and look at how much time is going into consumption of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And I guarantee most people find three plus hours, right? Like instantly. instantly, Bang. There's your time.
1: And those are people that aren't like me. They're running multiple companies. Like when I'm on my phone, 80% of the time it's for business reasons or productive Mm. reasons so then all these other people they have all that time on their phone which is probably about the same as me but it's not for productive reasons it's not for their life and i just had this talk with my son the other day you know because i see so much in him you know us as fathers we see so much in our kids and i i just you know here's here's my struggle because you know i love and i hate social media because i'm Mm -hmm. old school i was you know A kid where you know you used to leave until dark and no one knew where you were you played outside and there was no games there was no phones there was nothing nintendo just came out yeah i played nintendo but i didn't sit in home all day playing it you know i was out doing shit riding bikes and getting in trouble and doing that kind of shit um so i i because i grew up like that i love that i know the benefits of that i know you know how great that was but i've also built you know I've made my livelihood off social media and companies and building my brand. And it's very powerful. So I'm torn because as much as I love it, I hate it. And it's very mm-hmm. hard for me. I struggle. Cause you know, my kids, they didn't get both. All they have is the social media. And, right. you know, my son, like I said, he is amazing. You know, like I said, he, the way he looks physically, how strong he is. There's a lot of attention there, you know, at 15 years old, there's not many others like him in this whole world, literally um and so i i talked to him i'm like he he's he, he these kids are always on their phone you know that's yeah. just it's, it's the way that it's a generation it's okay i get it you know everyone's doing it it's not just my kid and as much <laughs> as i struggle and i fight with him because you know then that's a fight and like you know i take the phone away and i'm always on him like you know get off your phone let's spend time let's do other things like right so that trying to figure out that balance but anyways what i'm getting at is i'm like dude you're always just consuming on social media, TikTok, Instagram, just going, watching people's shit. I'm like, what? and I, talk, I have this conversation a long time. I'm like, where the fuck is that getting you? It's not getting you anything. That's just distracting you. You're not going to benefit from that. I'm like, you know what I would do if I was you? Your fitness because he 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 doesn't he doesn't participate in social media he hates posting he doesn't post anything he just consumes so he has profile yep. like a fucking creeper watching people <laughs> not do anything. and i told him that i'm like bro you gotta start you can't be that guy who just watches everything and doesn't like contribute and i'm like i'm like with your physique your strength if you double down on social media posted every day starting you would start to go viral by the time you're 18, you have a couple million followers, which is, we know, very powerful on social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. the attention is very powerful. And I'm like, you could be making six or seven figures self-employed from this fucking little device that you're on all the time anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: you have figure out what you want to do with your life, but you already have crazy money coming in. You have crazy influence, crazy following. You just have to get started now from 15 to 18. That's only three years. You're already on all the time. He doesn't want to hear any. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like... I'm like, bro, the sky's the limit. You just got to take it. You know, and it just drives me crazy because I didn't have that opportunity when I was that age. I know the power of social media. I know the power of being, you know, something like he is where you can attract a lot of attention. But like I said, you can't force him. And I probably have that talk with him. Probably have that talk with him about eight times now. And I'm just trying. My younger son, he's ready. He, Like I said, yeah. he's like, now he's ready. He already has a YouTube channel. He does sports. No hitting. way. He has videos that get 8,000 views and he's all about it. He posts every day. So he's the one that's going to be all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of tried to start working out with him a little bit, but he's not ready. He, I mean, physically, like I said, I don't believe, like, I think kids can be active at any age mm-hmm. eight, 10, doesn't matter. They play sports. You can do certain exercises and certain workouts with them. It's, it's good for them. You know, this whole yeah. thing of kids have to be a certain age to work out is bullshit. Because, okay. yes, there is certain exercises that can hurt them and can stunt their growth and stuff like that, but it's only a handful of exercises.
0: Right. Other than
1: that, everything else is beneficial for them, for their mind, for their body, gets them in that routine of fitness and health because we know how health and fitness is screwed up in this country because <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Parents don't push that. They push fast food, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, you know, he's just not ready. I've tried to work out with him a couple of times. I can't stand it. He's not mature enough here at that age. <laughs> that it's just I'm gonna wait a couple years for him, so he'll be my next project. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun.
0: But I mean, I think the the way you're approaching handling social media, with particularly with, I guess, with both of both of the boys, <laughs> using it as the tool that it is. You know, everybody wants to see it, and it's easy to say this sucks; it's a problem, like you were starting to say. But it's also it's, it's a pretty damn powerful tool. You know, people people ask me like. You know, what is we were talking about a little bit before, like, what is the goal with the show? What do we want to do with it long term? And the thing that really drive I don't know what the outcome will be ultimately, but the thing that drives me the biggest, the most is setting that example for my kids. Like you were just saying, like, I want to show them what is possible if you just show up and do the work and provide tr- the most value that you possibly can to the most people over a period of time. Like you don't have to go the route of you go to school to get a job. To then get a promotion, to then whatever, and then you're just stuck at a desk for your whole life. Like yeah. my, I, I'm hell bent on proving to my kids that you can break off from that. And there's yeah. the internet exists. There's possibilities there's, out there.
1: Oh, there's so much for everybody. It's it's crazy. It's out there. And like I said, I, don't, I I barely graduated high school. You know, and I you know I drive whatever car I want. I've created a great life based on, off something I'm passionate about and social media and the internet. You know, and I taught myself. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shit. So the thing is, is like I said, I have certain qualities that are not normal from other people that have caused me to be able to get to this state, right? So like yep. I said, my discipline, my work ethic, my mindset, all that kind of stuff that so many people are weak in, you know, that, that helped me get to the point where I got to a great point and now I've been educating myself, investing back in myself mm-hmm. and Getting smarter about what I do and why I do it, becoming more efficient, becoming smarter. Because I used to just work hard, now I work hard and smart, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. And there's a big difference.
1: Oh yeah, huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh- so, I mean, you can get pretty far working hard. You know, um, you can get pretty far doing that. You know, a lot of people and that most people don't want to work hard, so they're just yeah. lazy. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, you know, even just you doing this, like the fact that you're doing it, not knowing why you're doing it is great because that's most people don't do things because they don't know why they're doing it. So and they would, they would like, I'm not going to start this until I figure out why. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're doing it how long?
0: Uh, let's see, like 16 months, almost a year and a half.
1: A yeah, year and a half. And you still don't fucking know why. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't start, that's a year and a half. You, you know, you made a lot of progress. I would assume in, in a year mm-hmm. and a half, you would have made none of that if you were just still trying to figure out why.
0: Yeah. It's like, you have to, you have to work harder to figure out what smarter looks like.
1: Yeah, for okay. sure. You like I said, just 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 do it. Just get started. It's not it's not rocket science, man.
0: Yeah. So what about for the for the guy who's sitting there and he's like, OK, I, I, I want to do something different. I know that there's opportunity out there and he's maybe he's got more of a like traditional mindset or what might be a little bit limited coming out of like school system in a job nine to five. And they want to break away. Like, where does that guy? There's a lot. It feels like there's a lot of places you could start. A lot of things you need to go do, learn. Where does he start?
1: Well, here's the thing I say to most people that that, what you're asking. This shit is not for most people. It's reality. Like, everybody wants to make it cool. Social media makes it cool. Everyone wants to act like they're an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to act like they're doing all these things. Half the people on there are doing it are not actually making a living it. They're just fronting and they want to they seem like they're making a living from it. That's that's half of that. So the reality is it's not for most. And that's why it's only like the top 1% that can do this and actually make a living from it. And think about that. So like 99% of the people don't do it or fail at it and never go back at it again, you know? Um, so A, it's not for most. And you may, if you're that person that's thinking that it may not be for you, but you know what? You can't figure that out until you at least try. And that's the half thing. Most don't even try to figure it out, right? So you have to try to figure it out. And the thing is, if you're that guy trying to figure it out, you have to do something you love. You have some kind of passion about you enjoy. It's something that has to do with something that you're into. Because if you're doing it just for the money or you're just doing it for some random fucking business, it, you're going to fail regardless. Because the passion, the, the why is not behind it. When the, when the times get tough, which they will get tough, they always mm-hmm. do. They'll get tough. They'll be good. They'll be tough. It's the reality of life, right? Um, you're going to just throw your hands up and give up. You're like, I don't even fucking like this anyway, so why do I care, right? Um, yep. So, you know, there's. I would say start with your passion. Start with something that you really like that you could imagine doing 10, 20, 30 years and not even feel like work. I'm 10 years in, and I look forward to coming here every day doesn't so feel like work. I love it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, still do, well, I still do 12, 15-hour days sometimes, six, seven days a week sometimes, you know? And it doesn't doesn't even phase me because I love it. I love fitness. This is what I love. I do it every day, part of my life. But the reality is, even if you find something you're passionate about, you get into that. You have to actually try it. And it may not be for you. And it's not for most because this shit is very, very hard. It's very tough, Mm -hmm. very taxing physically, very taxing mentally. And most people just aren't cut for it. It's Mm -hmm. just reality of, you know, and, and. That's the real answer, and a lot of people don't like to hear that because they're like, "Oh, I can, I can, you know, find a way to make it for me, and I can work on myself, and then do it, then do it. Let me see you do it." You know? (laughs) know?
0: Yeah, I I can definitely say if you if you don't have your motivation for what you're doing rooted into something deep within you, that it. I I mean, I'm not the the success story by any means at this point, but I would have left this if this were a money endeavor yeah. from the beginning. And that was the sole purpose at the beginning. Like this, I would have folded like a lawn chair at some point. Yeah. That's yeah. just what it is.
1: And eventually it has to make money. I mean, you can't right. just say, yeah, it's money is a factor. And the people that say that are full of shit. Like you have to make money. We all have certain things we want, certain goals or has to be profitable. If it's not profitable. Then it's not worth your time because our time is valuable. We're all going to die. We're all dying right now. If I'm taking time away from my kids or my family, it better be worth something. Cause if not, mm-hmm. I just want to be with my family. Right. So it's not, yep. it's not, so if this isn't providing for me and my family this is not Is why am I here? Right. So mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not able to create an impact, change my, you know, staff life impact the world, you need money to do that. So.
0: Yep. And it's uh, this is such a timely conversation for me. Cause these are like all the thoughts and the things that are in my head recently. Cause I'm in that spot, you know, I've been building a base and building an audience and really just like, I'm gonna go provide the best information, try to help people as much as I possibly can. And I'm gonna put my head down, work hard, and then I'll look up at some point in time and say, what what's smart from here? Now what makes sense? How can I continue to serve people more and more? And you know, we're we're in we're in the middle of that right now, trying to figure that out. So this is this is timely for me.
1: You're in a year and a half in, which is infancy. Yeah. A year and a half, people are like, Oh, that's a long time. That's not shit in business terms. You know what I mean? So right. you're still in the infancy of it. Um, it's still great. You're trying to figure it out, but it is getting to the point now. I don't know how many hours it takes a week from you, you doing this, but your time is valuable. Chunk. your time is valuable. And you, as a man, as a father, as the leader of that household, you need to value your time and realize that anything that takes you away from your family better be damn well worth it. So that's mm-hmm. why as I've grown as I, like even this hour of us doing this, this is taking mm-hmm. me away from something else. But like I said, this is for me, I love giving back because I've come from nothing. I'm still the same dude I was when I had nothing. And I'm never too good for anything. So like for this, this is me giving back. Even if you could learn from it, if some of your followers can learn from it, then that's a win for me because I want everybody to win. I want everyone to win. Even if you're more successful than me, hats off to you. You know what I mean? I I want everyone to be successful because I know what it takes to get there. And it takes a lot. And if you get there, I respect the fuck out of you because I know what it takes. It's not easy. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I've done it. Um, But yeah, you just got to make sure, you know, year and a half in, you got to start to figure out how to monetize it, how to transition it to something that can start making a little bit of money. uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, right now you're getting to be a point where it's taking your time and and your time is worth something, you know? So, um, you know, you still got plenty of time to figure it out, but I'm glad you're having those thoughts and you, you're moving forward with those because, you know, you can't be two, three, four years into this thing, still doing the same thing. And like, okay, yep. I, I traded four years of my life. Yeah, you learn plenty, but as you learn, you you said selfishly you've learned the most. Well, that's great. But what are you doing with that knowledge? And I talk about right. all the time, all these people, they go to these, these, these fucking entrepreneur events, they read all these books, they listen to all these podcasts, but what the fuck are you doing with all that knowledge? People almost get obsessed with learning and saying they learned, saying I went to this entrepreneur event, saying I did mm-hmm. this, but you're not doing shit with all that knowledge. And if you would have done, taken action and just started working with those two years you've been educating yourself and all that money you spent on books, time, traveling events, you could have probably been a lot further along than you are just wanting to be that guy that's taking all the knowledge and learning, right?
0: It's a lot easier to learn new information than it is to put anything into practice, oh, right? One hundred
1: percent, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's and the, the and the thing is, is all that information is not worth a damn if you don't apply it, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, not worth a damn. You know, there's a there's the smartest, most knowledgeable, educated, brightest people that don't apply it, and it just goes to waste. There's millions of those people, I guarantee. Mm-hmm way smarter way brighter way more educated than i am but i'm crushing them in every area because i apply the shit and i just do it and i figure it out like we said we go we said that a few times but that's just that's just my mantra and that's gotten me where i am you know what i mean so it's like it's not rocket science and it's real you know
0: yeah it's just 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 take the information that you've got and do it you know i think i think about that a lot i'm like the answer to most questions i feel like is is a lot more obvious than we want to believe that oh. it is we want to believe that the answer is behind the next paywall of a course or an event and those things are great they can change your perspective bring you new information that's there's absolutely value but like you know if you want a better marriage like like what's obvious advice like maybe go on more dates with your wife yeah right but, like maybe yeah. ha- be a little more empathetic give her more attention and time like it's th- off the top like oh but now you got to go do that Now you have to go make a reservation, hire a babysitter, get the plan. And that's the hard part. And that's the differentiator. And I think that's what really applies to our audience.
1: Like we're talking about time. Time is the most valuable thing. You're putting time towards your business. You're putting time towards your work. You're putting time towards your wife. You're putting time towards your kids. And everybody talks about balance. And it's the biggest thing. I've struggled with it like crazy. And I still struggle with it. And I've gotten a lot better with it. And the thing that I've gotten a lot better with is just being more present. Like one hour of being present and really being there, no distraction, really focusing, very, really communicating is way better than three, four hours of being on your phone half the time, halfway in, halfway out, you know? So uh, they respond and, and I've really ha- tried to separate my time with my kids where it's, you know, just dedicated time with them as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, if it's four kids, they're crazy. They hate each other half the time. And it's just, it's just madness, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like trying oh, yeah. to be there with all of them they don't really get that present focused time. And then I, I found when I separate them and I do little dates with them and I spend a little time with them. And it's even if it's me pulling into a room and just talking with them for 30 minutes alone, that's way more impactful and that's the stuff they remember. Um, but here's the thing, when you're trying to build something the reality of balance is 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 not. It, it, it's it's People love to talk about balance. I'm here to tell you, you're gonna have to sacrifice something. Either your family is going to sacrifice a little. People don't like this conversation, but I've lived it. Either your family is going to sacrifice a little bit. Your business is going to sacrifice a little bit. Your fitness is going to sacrifice a little bit. I've been fat. I've gotten fat a few times in my life where I've gained, you know, I got in shape when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, then I got, then I got my, my fucking met my, met my wife at 22. You get happy. You get comfortable. You start eating. You're not, you're not trying to be looking all fucking perfect to attract somebody, (laughs) That's when most people get fat. I got fat and then I woke up and I, I, before I turned 30, I was like, I need to get in shape again. I got in shape again, you know, at 30. Then, you know, you start having kids and that same excuse everyone uses: Oh, I have kids, I can't do it. I've I've lived all these excuses. I'm the man I am now at 40 years old because I've been through all this shit. I've lived it. I've made the mistakes and I've learned from it because you're gonna lose, you're gonna make mistakes but you gotta learn from it. Or like a lot of people, you keep making the same damn mistake over and over, right? And then, you know, I I tore my pec and I had a bad injury and then I got fat out of shape again. And then now I'm in great shape again because I'm like, I'm done doing this. How am I going to be the example to my kids? I run a fitness company, the example to everybody. If I don't live, eat, breathe and preach it, which I have, I've worked out for 27 years. That's a Mm. long time to exercise from 13 to 40, Mm. 27 years on and off. But I got fat genetics. I really have to be dialed with my nutrition or I put on weight like that. And, you know, like I said, I've gone up and down my whole life, but now the place I am mentally and physically, I've never been here my whole life because I'm 40 years old. I've done a little bit. I've lived through experiences and I've learned from them. And I don't hide from them. I don't shy away. I don't act like I've been a perfect guy. And this is who I've been my whole life. I've been who you are. If you're listening to this, I've been who you are. I'm lazy at times. My mindset was fucked. I've been fat. I've been broke. I've been a bad husband. I've been a bad father. I've been all that. Don't lie and act like you're perfect. Cause we all have been that at times, but the person I have, I am now, I can honestly say I'm the best I've ever been in all areas of my life because I learn and I grow and I take it in and I analyze it and I move forward. Right. And that's it. And I'm real with what I've been through. And a lot of you guys are trying to act like you're perfect. And you're not, um, and you haven't been through half the experiences I've been through. But as far as that balance, you know, I've been really good with my kids and my wife. It's just communicating, you know, communicate why. You know, the, the problem is like somebody trying to build something. You know, I I still remember it like yesterday when I was standing in a dark room in, in one of our houses with my wife and our newborn baby not newborn like a year old and she was pregnant with our next baby and basically crying hiding from the repo men shining flashlights in our house repossessing my car failing as a husband failing as a father that's something i pride myself as providing for my family i always have and i failed and that was about 13 years ago and i still remember that moment like it was yesterday And I never want to go back there. And it's a little chip on my shoulder that, that is that fear that drives me every day. And my oldest son knows because my oldest son has lived through us being broke the first four or five years building this. He, he's, you know, five, six years old. He knows when we had nothing, we have really struggled. My other kids, you know, they've all come into it we've had a little more success and it has been a little easier life, but I still communicate with all them. And I tell them, and I even have them listen to my podcast, um, and i communicate with them i tell them why dad's working so hard why dad works so much when there's some dads why dad's gone and i paint the vision for them and then you know and then we and then i do stuff with them like taking a 10 day fifty thousand dollar vacation in hawaii like most people can't do this we can do this and have this lifelong memory because i work so hard and just the communication in any relationship wife or kids is huge and i feel like as men We suck at communication. I suck at communication. It's something I sucked at a long time. And I'm just now starting to get better with it at 40 years old. You know what I mean? So it's like communication is everything because if they know why, if you paint that vision of success as a family, okay, I know why dad's working 12, 15 hours a day, not why the hell is dad gone all the time? I don't have a clue why. And they Mm -hmm. build that resentment and animosity because you don't tell them why. They don't have a clue, but you communicate and they see it and they understand it. It's a totally different situation, right?
0: Yeah. And then they're a part of the ride, right? It's yeah, not because it. the uh, the flip side to that, uh, this is such a great point. I love this because I think the flip side to that is rather than bringing them in on the vision, you say, I, I just got to go to work. I got to go yeah, to work. And then the, most people, they hear their dad complain about their job. Oh, so gosh. then your their your kids and your wife see a model where dad is saying, I hate this other thing, but I, I would rather go do that than be here with you. Yeah. That's the interpretation from them. And that sure. is like, like, that's, yes. I think the, that's so powerful and giving them a vision to be a part of it. Like we're all going here together. Yeah. There are yeah. periods where I'll have to work more. Yeah. There'll be periods where I'm gonna be kicking it with you. I'll coach and coaching yeah. little league. For like, sure. Oh man, yeah. that's strong. You got yeah. me fired I, up on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's real. And I've always been, you know, as much as I've always worked, I've always been there. Like I'll take off. I'll go to their practices. I've coached all their sports for all of them at least once or twice. I don't miss a game. Um. You know even when I was building it, because that's their priority of mine. And mm-hmm. i that's one of my non-negotiables and why I even wanted to do this in the first place where I could have this kind of schedule and the freedom to do whatever the hell I want. That's one of my biggest goals. You know, initially before a family it was cars, cars are a passion of mine. But when I started having kids and the family, realizing the time and the freedom, because when I worked for a corporate job, I missed everything because I can't leave and do what I want. I, I got to do what they tell me to do. And if I want a job, that's, that's how it is. And mm-hmm. and I realized that wasn't for me because not only was I broke, you know, I was broke, but I also was missing out on my family and everything. So I was like, this isn't for me. Cause I want to have money and I want to be there for every practice and game and get to experience that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that's what it's all about.
0: Is that hard to step away? Like when you're in a position where we're, you know, you're in an entrepreneurial position where your time and your money, like it's, there's like to step away, to go to practice, to go to the game, to be home for dinner, you're leaving dollars on the table.
1: For sure. And uh, that's
0: How hard is that to do?
1: It's not hard for me anymore because I've become so efficient and I'm so good with my time over experience, right? Mm-hmm. that Now um, I can do a lot in my allotted time and uh my business also i've gotten to a point where with my staff and the way it makes money i'm kind of i'm still in that building phase but i'm not so much in the building phase where i have literally nothing and it's not up and kind of running a little bit so like Mm -hmm. if i do leave yes it used to impact me way more in the beginning but i used to make that sacrifice because like i said at the end of the day they're everything i'm doing this for them so uh you know time goes way too quick and if and if you know a lot of times people have regret that like they don't have that like non-negotiable like I have where I'll stop and at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., I'll go to a volleyball game and then I'll come mm-hmm. back to work at 4 20. You know, but I then again I do work 7 30 to 7, 7 30 to 7 30. Mm-hmm. Still 10 years in, you know what I mean? So like I said, I still work longer hours. I still work on Saturdays. So I do have those little times where they see me. And like I said, that that when you're present that makes up for it because yes I am still working I don't work 9 to 5 I don't work you know a lot of entrepreneurs they work even less and then that what's your example to your staff if you're supposed to be the leader and the example and you're working the least amount of time you're gone all the time you're 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 relying on them to do everything like they don't I'm not going to respect you as a leader trying to grow your company like you have to be leading from the front and that is you know you got to be putting in more time than them you have to be the example right so <laughs> Me leaving, you know, for those practices and games and coming in and out throughout the day, that's just how it's always been, you know, but now it doesn't affect me as much as it used to back then. But at that point, I didn't even care because, you know, it is what it is like that was a non-negotiable for me. So I've done pretty good on balancing it. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't and then they end up losing their family. You know, they end up, you know, in divorce. A lot of entrepreneurs end up in divorce. A lot of entrepreneurs end up with horrible relationships with their kids uh, because of that, because of what we talked about, not communicating, not having that um, that focus to leave for them. They go, they travel, they they don't see their kids. And, and yeah, it's for work, but they just, like you said, they just say, I got to go to work, I got to work, I got go to work. And they don't, they don't you got to tell them why. If they understand why, they respect it more, they're part of it, you know? Um, So that's how it's always been, you know?
0: Yeah. Man, what I love about your story is how intentional you've been with building the life that you knew you wanted to live and and being willing to pay the price that it took to get there. You know, ups and and downs, but man.
1: And I'm I'm struggling. Like I said, I'm still there. And these last couple of years have been harder than ever. I mean, the apparel industry is a hard, hard apparel is one of the hardest industries because it's so saturated everybody's Mm -hmm. doing it and especially in the last couple years it's the race to the bottom there's now there's i can't even count how many random companies that are like mine and they're all selling similar looking products similar quality products for way less than me it's a race to the bottom and they're willing to make less of a margin and do more of a volume and take that market share and the way the economy is everybody's struggling economy wise you know mm-hmm. they're making less money or inflation their shit costs more than ever they're making the same money but theoretically they have less money now so if i can buy a pair of leggings from brian yeah i love brian i love him as a person i love the brand i love the mission Till you collapse it stands for something that brand and culture is there which which brings and keeps a lot of people but i love that but these leggings are 60 dollars versus these leggings are the exact same quality They look the exact same they're 30 or 40 dollars I don't really know that company I don't love that company you know in the past and a certain amount it still does you still win the business by the mission the message what your company stands for and what it is but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day money talks and especially in the reality where we are and it's going to get worse over the next year or two in reality where we are The money wins because, you know, when people are are struggling as much as they have and they have less money because of inflation, they're going to go for the same pair of leggings for half the price. And that's just the reality of it. And we're feeling it and, and we're adapting and we're pivoting. But, you know, I can tell I can say I've gone from making as much money in a day as I make in a month now you know? And that's Mm -hmm. the reality of it, you know? So I've been here and I've been here and now I've come back down here and and I'm fucking fine with it because I'm, I I operate so great under pressure. Like I had a meeting with my team the other day and I talked to them and I, you know, right now my team's very tight and my vision for them is all leaders within the company. So I share numbers with them. We talk numbers. I I educate them on margins and profit and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I told them, you know, what I need to make daily, monthly to pay my bills and they're like, they look like they saw a ghost. And I'm like, that's the kind of pressure. And you see, and you wouldn't know, because yeah, there's times I'm, you know, I'm just, I take a lot of pressure and I have a great personality and I, and I have a great mindset and outlook regardless. They're like, you're always in a good mood. like like. And the thing is being a father and a business owner, what we need to do is like, we could have the worst day in the world, the amount of pressure of the world on our shoulders. We just lost, you lost the biggest account. You Your day was a negative. You lost money that day. And, and I've learned this with time because I used to let my emotions show more. And obviously we all get stressed out, but us as a father, us as a leader, we have to leave that at the door. When we come home, when you see your wife, when you see your kids, you have to be like, they're, they're waiting all day to see you. And you just had the worst day in the world. And you want to project that on them. And that's what a lot of us do. And it's just the human nature, I get it. But as a man, as a leader of that household, you have to learn to let that shit go and realize that your wife and your kids have missed you all day. Mm-hmm. And I, Still, even sometimes I struggle with it, but I've gotten a lot better with it because I do take that stress on very well, You more, more than most people. Right. So.
0: I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you brought that home with that point. Cause that yeah. is huge. Um, For me personally, man, that was like coming out of last year into this year. That was one of my reflections. Like, gotta gotta stop doing this. I was really letting bad days turn into bad nights with my family. My my to my wife's credit, like love her to death. She's a she is she has the courage to come to me and tell me when there's like something's going on or she's not happy, and I love that. I'm like, thank you for telling me. And she was she came to me and she was like, it really is it's hard to be home all day busting our her ass here, taking care of the kids, getting them, getting them everywhere. We're all so excited to see you when you come home and you come home and you're in a shit mood. Yeah. It's the worst for me and all the kids, you know, it's just brutal. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm convicted yeah. on that point that you made, man. That's, uh, it's strong.
1: And we all, we all deal with it. We all do. It's okay. It's human nature. Everybody pretty much deals with it. It's just how you handle it. And like I said, you yeah. know, I've been, I've been wanting to project that. Because I have more pressure than most people ever feel in their lifetime. I'm, I'm not giving myself excuse to it, but you know, if you knew what I had to deal with and what I have to do monthly just to pay my bills, what I what I need to do monthly is more than most people make in a year, like the high end of what people make <laughs> in a year. I need a month. Like talk about pressure yeah. and stress. <laughs> like you know, but like that's still not an excuse. I don't care right. how much pressure and stress you have. It's not an excuse because they they deserve better. Uh, yeah, and so like I said, it's still something I'm still working on. I'm still trying to be, you know, aware of it.
0: Yeah. And that's what this is all about, man. It's all learning. It's learning on the fly. It's getting better on the fly. It's, uh, and it, I,
1: half the battle is realizing your faults because everybody wants to deny their faults. They want to shy away from their faults. They want to hide their faults. They want to, they want to have any self realization and take accountability for anything. But in real, I mean, reality, if you couldn't realize it, that's how you fix it. That's how you get better. That's how you grow. If you can't realize it or you're denying it, or you're not, you're not being accountable for it. It's never going to change. And just that hard headedness, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be the same until, like I said, your, your relationship with your family is, is bad.
0: Right. It's like what I, it's why I always say is ignorance is not bliss. No, you want to know if you're doing something that doesn't need to be done. Yeah. Um, Brother, I think that's a great place to put a bow on this conversation. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I gotta yeah. tell you, I really enjoyed getting to catch up with you and yeah. spend some time. And I know everybody's gonna enjoy listening to this one as well. So tell us, where's the best place for people to find you, follow you? Where do you want to send um, uh, our attention? The best place is
1: my my personal Instagram. It's just my first and last name, Brian Nabavi. Um, there's a lot of fake pages. I got like eight or 10 fake pages. So uh, it's just at Brian Nabavi, um, just my first and last name spelled just all together as one. If there's any underscores, if there's any weird letters, that's not my page. They all have literally they copied my, <laughs> they copied my picture on my profile. They had the same profile picture. So at least try to follow me. Um, that'd be the best place, you know, then you can find my companies and, and my stuff in my bio.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we'll link it all up in the show notes as well. Really appreciate you, bro. Let's stay in touch.
1: Appreciate you. I'm excited to see what you do with
0: this, man. I'm gonna keep yeah. you posted. I'm gonna—I'll tell you what. Like I'm going—I'm going back to listen back on this and take some notes. And uh, there's some personal pep talks for me in here, uh, coming from you. So I'll be—I'll be using this as fuel. Love it. All right, everybody. That's it. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, do me a huge favor and subscribe to the show, or leave us a rating and review. We can't thank you enough for your support. Until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.